Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. Coming to you live from my office. Sort of. It's never live when people actually hear it, but for some reason I always feel the need to say live. Well, it's live when we're recording it. Yeah, we're live. We're live. Yeah. We're alive. We're alive. Hey, Bethany Berry's with me. Bethany Hansen's hyphen Berry is what I like to call her. I mean, yeah, I was Hansen for a very long time. Yeah, so you, you should get a hyphen in there. Yeah. But, uh, hey, welcome. Thank you. And Zev Berry is here. Zev. Zev is how old? You just turned four months. I knew that, but I just wanted you to say it. Yeah, I was like, if you didn't know it, I think I'd be kind of bummed. Yeah, in case anybody <laughs> has no idea what we're talking about right now, I'm Darren Hansen, discipleship pastor here at New Hope, and this is Bethany Hansen hyphen Barry, uh, and she is the junior high. What's your? Is how do you? Is it like her title? Yeah, I think it's junior high team leader. Junior high team leader. She's on staff here at New Hope yeah. Church, and she's also my daughter. And she also is holding my grandson, who is Zev. He's so really cute. If you hear some gurgling or, I don't know, snorting. He's snorting a lot right now. <laughs> He's got a cold, so. Hey, yeah, we all do. I mean, I'm just trying to get over mine, so. A lot of fun. So raspy voice in the whole works today. But hey, welcome to the episode. And today... We're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about a lot of different stuff. Sweet. You're kind of co-hosting with me today. I've never been a co-host. I'm pretty excited. You're a co-host, and so welcome to the club. <laughs> I didn't know there was a club, but the starter club, co-hosting club. I need some like music or something for. How about this? Welcome to the club. Hey. Yeah. So there you I go. feel I, like I'm on Jimmy Fallon or something yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, Zev is uh, also co-hosting. Uh, G just doesn't have a microphone, but if he had one, I'm sure he'd eat it. Uh, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where he's at right now in life. So, yeah, I I, I thought it'd be fun to kind of, uh, at least for me, I don't know about our audience, but it should be fun to reminisce here a little bit about uh, just you growing up in the Hanson family. Ooh, okay. I mean, because that's, that's something, that's saying something. Yeah. The fact you survived, the fact <laughs> that you're alive today. That I'm at all sane is a lot. Now, tell us, no. tell everybody a little bit, because you're not usually on the show, so right. tell everybody a little bit about who you are, your family, and you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Well, I'm Bethany, or Betty, by a lot of people call me that. That's you call right. me that. Ever since you were born. Yeah. So sometimes it's weird when I hear Bethany. From you guys, because I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> if it's not Betty, it's, <laughs> I feel like I'm in trouble. No, I'm the oldest of all, as you know, but not all of our, all your listeners. I'm the oldest of the Hanson kids. Everyone thinks Drew is. I think it's his beard. Yeah. Um, and he kind of acts like an older brother, you know. Drew's in the worship band, so a lot of you are more familiar yeah. with him than you think. Yeah. he's but. He rotates different instruments. He's everywhere on there. Um. I'm the I'm the coolest one of the Hanson kids, I think. <laughs> okay, not really. I'm I'm the one that just laughs at everybody because they're so funny. <laughs> right, and you kept everybody in line. I did. You're the only girl. I could be a little bossy. I'm not so bossy anymore, but I used to be. Well, you needed to be. Yeah. And Survival then, mode. Ooh. Oh, hey Zev. 
Bless you. Like I said, Zeb's got a cold. Um, and I married my husband. We're about to celebrate our fifth anniversary. That's crazy. I know. Um, what is the number five? Oh, jeez. So like is it like a paper or is that number one? To S- me. Certain anniversary, like, you know, I have gold and silver and yeah, all this stuff. For me, five is chilies. I just want to eat chilies. So. <laughs> well, there you go. The chilies anniversary. Yeah. I don't actually, I don't know if I've ever known what that is. Like, I mean, I don't know the order of all those. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Well, we're Anthony and I are about to celebrate our fifth anniversary, and he's amazing. Um, he's the opposite of me in so many ways, but in the best ways. He's very logical and a very godly guy and great dad. And we have three kids. Lou is about to turn, turn four. And May is two. Good night. I know. And Zev is four months. Full house. Yeah. So right now, three, three and under, which is insane. But it's a dream come true for me. So I'm By the way, it. your fifth anniversary is the wooden anniversary. Wooden. What are you yeah. supposed to do Made with of that? of wood. Like, what am I supposed to give Anthony? I don't know, but it means that basically that uh, if you don't keep it going, it can burn down real easily. I don't know. I don't know what that <laughs> means, actually. Where did these start? I don't know. Really okay. Don't. I've... I've got no clue, but we're going to talk about things we don't know. On the, we talked about things cool. we don't we don't know on this show all the time, so why not? Well, now I'm I like I'm just going to make a list of all these things I'm going to research later on because <laughs> I really want to know the backstory of <laughs> of why the heck are we celebrating that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, how long have you been working at New Hope? I just passed the four year mark. Four year mark. Yep. And I mean, before that, you've, you've always been volunteering. You've been here yeah. longer than I have. Yeah, I helped. So our youth building is called 180, but it used to be a, like an entire program that we used to have, um, where it's like twice a month. It was like sixth through 12th grade would come. I know you've mentioned it on the show before, um, <clears throat> but uh, it was more very outreach centered. Well, I started helping out there. So before I even came to New Hope, I helped out at... 180 and that was probably a few years ago it was like 12 years ago i think it was a long time ago so i've been helping in some capacity whether it's i I helped with worship for the most part up until four years ago i did youth worship so right yeah and you you you've been on the worship team you still are sometimes yeah Got babies and stuff going on so you've only been up there too much yeah hiatus right now but eventually i'll get back up there well, that's good. Now, what do you remember most about growing up in the Hanson family? And just, you know, let's go throw that out there. Oh, geez. Not this, this whole podcast is not about the Hanson family, but it hey, is today it's in a, some ways. It's a big part of our lives. So we got to talk about our lives. Um, I just remember, well, lots of stuff, but like our house was always really funny. And we always had more people, like we had extra people around all of the time. Like, I think I have like 15 (laughs) brothers, really. Yeah, we did. You get really confusing about who's been lady of the who. (laughs) They were like just extra people always with us. Like, but it made things really funny. So. Yeah, we always had a full house. That's for sure. And it was, it was always fun. We were kind of like an unofficial foster family. It seemed like (laughs) just lots and lots of kids. That's real funny is, uh. One of the places we used to live, we had kids at our house quite a bit, teenagers, when you when you were a teenager. Yeah. And uh, we had a family picture, and one of, the, <laughs> one of the kids came with us, and he was actually in the family picture. <laughs> and then 
a couple other kids got upset that they weren't there, so they photoshopped <laughs> themselves into the picture. And our, our family picture kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So. But it made sense because they were pretty much at our house at, all the time. Yeah, anyway. I think they were some. I know one of them was there more than I was. <laughs> like, or t- maybe a couple of them. Yeah. In the one, in the one uh, kid that was in the picture, we homeschooled him for him for a while too. So yeah, it made sense that he was officially in the picture because yeah. he was always there. <laughs> so describe your brothers. You know how they how and what how they've impacted you, good oh, or bad. Man. Oh man. So I'll just go in order. Um, so Drew is about two years, not quite two years younger than me, and he is awesome. I used to get frustrated with him and he knows this and he would tell you this. When we were growing up, I used to get frustrated with him because he had like zero imagination (laughs) and like he just wanted to play basketball all the time, which is so funny to me because he's like the total opposite now. Like he's so creative with music and um, worship music and just all sorts of stuff. He used to go outside to play army and he'd come back in pretty quick because he couldn't figure out what to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> poor guy now i just feel bad for him like <laughs> oh that would have my imagination was i was like the total opposite of that you guys are always close though because you're close, oh, yeah. close in age close in age and and even now like we only live a couple streets away from each other and um we like to talk theology and worship and youth and like all sorts of stuff and um he actually this goes for all my brothers but um He's just a very caring and like non-judgmental person. Like, mm-hmm. and Reed is the exact same way. Like, and Brady, all of them, they may show it in different ways, but they're all, and I don't just mean like, oh, they just don't judge people. It's like, no, they treat everyone the same, whether they love Jesus or they don't. And I think sometimes that's hard for for me as a, I think, <laughs> I think I can be a little legalistic sometimes and it's like an us versus them. I fight that constantly, but they're so naturally compassionate to everyone. So it that's starts really cool. with Drew. I um, think that's very accurate. Yeah. And Reed, like I said, like he is so kind and he, man, like just thinking about him, he's the funniest of us Hansons, like like I hands down. I'm sorry, you're funny, just, but no, he has natural. He's just naturally funny. He always has been. Yeah, his timing, yeah. like every time we're together, like I'm crying from laughing so hard yeah. just by something <laughs> like random he's saying. Like right. I can't even, like I couldn't even repeat it because it just wouldn't be the same. But um, he is so funny, but he's also like just the first to lend a hand, and he's always asking people like how they're doing and um sometimes he's, he's i have so to, positive yeah sometimes so positive I, makes you sick sometimes it's like yeah. why can't i be that positive yeah but then sometimes i have to like okay reed tell me how you're really doing you know <laughs> but he really is doing good you know um but he's just again he's so kind and that's always sometimes it's annoying because i'm like i want to be like that i want to yeah I want to be like him. Um, and you got Brady, who's nine years younger. Uh, yeah. Reed's like oh, he's five four, years. Five years younger. Five years. Sorry, I forgot to say that. He's five years younger, and then yeah, Brady's nine years. I feel like my relationship with Brady is a little bit different than Drew and Reed, just because of that age gap. Sure. But in a good way, like Brady is. Well, you so, pretty much helped to raise him. 
Yeah. That, 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 so he's he's kind of your fault. Mom told me the other day I potty trained him. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, we could we we tried, but we couldn't get in there. You know, kind of took over. I don't. That one, like I said, I used to be bossy, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but he's like he's super. He's super funny and very carefree. And he's just like, I know he cares deeply about things, but certain things he's like, ah, whatever. Like just kind of goes with the flow. Um, sometimes not again, not all the time, but he's just, he's so great. And he, (laughs) he and I love all of the same shows and weird stuff. And so I text him a lot, just like really stupid videos I find or (laughs) things like that. Yeah. He knows all weird videos. Yeah. Part of that is because isn't he is he Gen Z? I think he's Gen Z. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're kind of you you're kind of a millennial, I guess. I'm a millennial. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so and, and being raised that means you're kind of raised in the '90s, mm-hmm. I guess. I call so. myself a '90s kid. I mean, I was young, yeah. but I was a '90s kid. Yeah, you were a '90s, pretty much born and raised in the '90s. And, uh, you know, a lot of the people who are listening right here are, who are also about your age, you know, so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm curious here, here I'm just going to get the ball rolling, talking about the nineties for a second. Yeah. I'm going to throw out some old nineties TV shows. Okay. Ooh, okay. I'm just going to name them. Right. And you're just going to say, take it or leave it. Okay. We'll just go through them real fast. And you're, at the end, you're going to tell me like, which is the best of the best Okay. Of, the, already... of, of what I've listed. Okay. I hope. You've listed my favorite, but go ahead. Um, well, we'll see. Okay. Okay. I just, I don't honestly, I just kind of got on. I don't remember hardly in these shows, you know, <laughs> uh, things were a blur for me in the nineties. Okay. Not because I was strung out or anything, but just, you because, had multiple children in the nineties. Yeah. There's a lot like going on. I was strung out on, uh, on life. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, the magic school bus. Take it. Blues clues. Take it. Doug. Take it. Reading rainbow. Take it. Wow. I Rug, love these. These are awesome. Take it. Hey, Arnold. Uh, you can leave it. Keenan and Kel. Take it. Saved by the Bell. Take it. Fresh Prince. Uh, you can leave it. Full House. Take it. Growing Pains. Take it. The Wonder Years. Take it. Boy Meets World. Take it. Family Matters. Uh, take it. The 70s Show. Take it. Mr. Bean. Take it. Friends. You can leave it. Freaks and Geeks. Take it. Okay. Wow, those are really you, good you, ones. You are liked about every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> are there, Did actually, you really watch all those? I, I can't yeah, remember. Well, there's one I take back. The Wonder Years, that's the only one I haven't... I've seen like two episodes of. You liked it, but you didn't really watch it too much. It didn't really... Same with like Fresh Prince. Like they just don't... Like they're fine, but they it's just don't It's funny because those are the attention. two that are being remade right now. Oh, really? oh, I knew the yeah. Wonder Years. Fresh Princess? Yeah, it's more like a drama, though. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, which one was the best out of all those? Boy Meets World, hands Boy, down. I could tell by your vocal expression. Yeah. Uh, Keenan and Kel is also really good. That's one of my faves. And uh, Freaks and Geeks is really good, too. So, what's what's uh, any any catchphrase or anything you can remember from those top shows? Um, that our listeners will go, oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Boy Meets World. I've rewatched it so many times, but he always Corey, the main character, is always like Topanga. <laughs> or there's one episode where <laughs> somebody's in their boxers and he just points and goes underpants like that. <laughs> if 
the fans of the show will know exactly. <laughs> they'll what understand. I'm yeah, I'm laughing gratuitously. Yeah, <laughs> but they'll understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a good show. <laughs> so good. So I mean, what was what do you think was one of the biggest challenges growing up in the nineties? Biggest challenges? Hmm. Yeah, to just or yeah. just growing up. Period. Growing up. I always felt awkward. <laughs> Personally, I was just, I felt like an awkward kid. <laughs> so that, but 90s itself, I'm not sure. I liked the 90s. Like that was a simpler time. Like it seemed like it. I mean. I guess you probably hit high school in. Uh, I would have hit high school in like 04. 04. Yeah. So yeah. So, so all the weird kind of years were, were a little bit later in 2000s. Yeah. So. Well, when did when did you feel like I mean, we've always I, you know I've you know, your mom and I have always been believers, mm-hmm. and we try to raise you guys to to believe and know. So, but when do you really feel like now that you're working with junior high kids? You know, we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit more in depth. But when do you really feel like your faith kind of became your own? Oh, that's, Can you describe that at all? I don't think I had like a. I've thought this through many times. I don't think I've ever had like an instant like I wasn't like at a conference and it just clicked um I know I gave my life to Jesus and like was baptized when I was seven I absolutely full-hearted believe that I did it for because I wanted to follow Jesus so I know some people are like well I didn't know what I was doing back then I'm like no I knew what I was doing (laughs) um and I know like I think in high school I want to say I was like a probably around like junior year, I started like things just started clicking a little bit more of making faith my own and trying to see like what I actually believed and not just what I believe because I thought I needed to, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. whether it's like church traditions or, um, but I, I really think the past few years, um, again, there's not been like a single turning point and faith just, you know, it's, it's continuous. It's not, it's not just one thing, but, um, in past few years, I've like, I feel like I've understood the gospel in a different way of realizing like, no, it's Jesus really does love everybody. It's everybody, not just the righteous and the good people. And so I feel like just even the past, like I said, it's been the past three years, especially of kind of questioning, all over again, like, do I believe this because this is a tradition that mm-hmm. I've known for so long, or what does the scripture say? Mm-hmm. So even just the past few weeks, I've really been digging into the word of like, okay, what, so why do we do baptism? Or why do we take communion? Or, you know, not that what we do like at New Hope or any of the churches I grew up in were wrong, but it's just like, what does scripture say? I just want to know what that is. Right. So I feel like that's been... Yeah, how mu- how much of it, how much of our faith is actually tainted in a way? Yeah, with tradition. Yeah, yeah. And I think even like this sounds so cheesy, but watching the show The Chosen over the past couple of years has kind of like lit a fire under me a little bit of just seeing the gospel in a different way. Of like, Jesus was a real person. These right, people, right. These this isn't just a book. The Bible isn't just a book I'm reading. Like, no, this is these are accounts of like true things. So that's yeah. really good. So, you know, yeah. I think religion gets in the way of faith. Amen. You know, because a lot of times, in, in 
I know people have asked me to describe, okay, what's the difference? Is there, why do you say there's a difference? Well, mm-hmm. there is a difference because difference. religion actually by definition is, is our response to God, which can mean anybody's response to whatever they view as God. Yeah. You know, so, and that's why we have all these different religions that aren't necessarily about the same God even because it's about our response, mankind's response to God. Yeah. But Christianity is not about that. It's about God's response to mankind. Know, to men and women. So with that being the case, <clears throat> you know, our belief or faith in Christianity, uh, yeah, technically it's religion in the sense of the way people describe it or define it, but it's not it's not really religion in the sense that the way, hopefully the way that we're pursuing it and understand it. Yeah. And it's not about our response to God. It's fact the fact that he, like it says in First John, the only reason we can love him is because he loved us first. Yeah. So... Yeah, so what the, what things kind of tend to get in the way? What I don't know. Can you just give me? I'm curious. I'm putting you on the spot, but can you give me an example of something you think that you carried around with you for years that you thought just now it's like oh, I just got in the way. I think that really wasn't that really wasn't scriptural. It was something I was just holding on to. That I thought was Christian. Yeah. Um, dang. <laughs> Go ahead and say what you're going to say, though. That's all right. I think my thought of what righteousness looked like Mm. got in the way um realizing like no i really was a pharisee for so long of like yeah i desired god but i um just got so caught up in doing all the right things um that i just forgot the relationship with jesus and what who he actually was like he didn't come for the righteous he came for the sick which Mm. Yes, we should strive after, I, sh- I should strive after righteousness, but that doesn't look like me looking perfect. That's not, it's about where my heart is, not, right. yeah. I think that's a big thing for me, and it's something I'm, I still struggle with. I always find it interesting that, you know, Paul equates righteousness with Christ himself. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, some of the things I've read. So, you know, that means if we're pursuing righteousness, that means we have to pursue Jesus. Yeah. Because we can't be righteous in and of ourselves. Exactly. And I think that was, has been my issue for so long is like righteousness was almost separate from Jesus. Mm. Like I'm, I'm striving the things, uh, I'm striving after the things that are about Jesus, but not Jesus himself. Mm. If that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. I think it's so true. I think people are listening to us right now. I think, you know, think about it yourself. I mean, if you're listening to us, think about this for a second. And that is, how many traditions do you think that you you kind of have wrapped up in your life? When I say traditions, I don't necessarily just mean church. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, things you've created in your own heart or life that are you think are true or things you're pursuing that really Jesus never said to pursue, mm-hmm. you know, or never really said it was that important. But we've turned it into something important sometimes even more important than jesus himself yeah you know and then that's think about that for a second because that, no, that's good and i'm glad you're doing that kind of searching that's for sure we all do i i think at some point have to search that if we're going to be honest followers of christ yeah because if we're if we're honestly trying to pursue christ then that question's got to come up which is why yeah I mean, why am i doing this and do i really believe I think, I think before too, when I've researched, it comes more from like the, the heart and the mindset of, okay, I want to prove I'm right. 
Whereas now it's like, no, I want to change my ways so they line up with scripture. And I think that's made a huge difference this this time around. If that if that makes sense. Like I wanna change my ways so it they're Jesus's ways, not try to get him to form scripture to what I want. That's awesome. Tell me real quickly, we're going to end yeah. it on this question, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk some junior high ministry after a break. But uh, tell me real quick, why should someone, <laughs> if you're talking to somebody who really isn't a believer, uh, why should they follow Jesus? Oh, this is such a hard one for me. <laughs> Which should it be? Because um, yeah. I know I've learned um, that Christianity sounds kind of crazy, like the Bible sounds a little crazy when you're talking, if you're taking everything very literal, Adam and Eve story, that's crazy. Noah and the Ark, that's crazy. Like all the Old Testament is insane, but in such a cool way of you should follow Jesus because he loves you no matter what. I know that's always, that sounds cliche, but mm-hmm. like that's the truth. Like he's not asking you to be perfect. Like a lot of religions do, mm-hmm. um, he's asking for your heart, and he he wants to follow you because he wants you to follow him because he wants to take care of you and let he wants you to let him take care of you spiritually, mm-hmm. sometimes physically, some emotionally. Um, <laughs> Zev's like all for this right now. <laughs> um, it's okay. <laughs> So yeah, yeah he, he he just really he he has your best interest, even though you don't yeah. necessarily know or believe him. He still still yeah. loves you, and it's not about following rules. It's right. about having a relationship with him. Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks, Zev, yeah. for uh, echoing our uh, exactly <laughs> what we thought was true. And we'll be right back. We're going to talk to Junior High Youth Ministry. Hey, welcome back. And Bethany Berry is still here. Still here and alive. Still alive, still here. <laughs> and we uh, we were on a roll. We were. And Zev got a little fussy. Yeah, he was tired and not feeling <laughs> good. Just a mix of all the things. So we t- we really did take a break. I mean, a long break. We did. <laughs> People, I mean, our listeners won't know it, but now they do. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, now we're back. We're going to talk about junior high ministry. Woohoo. Because that's your title. I mean, it's what you do. It is. It's when you hang out with the junior high peeps. That's most of my life is junior high kids. Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Love it. And uh, they're probably what? 11 years old, 12 years old? Yep, 11 to 14. Yeah, so they were born in like 2011, 2010. Yeah. It's, that's just nuts. It's insane. When did you graduate high school? Uh, 08, I think. <laughs> How does it make you feel that... You know, you graduated before these, these kids were born. These kids could be my children when you think <laughs> about it. And that's like insane to me. That's just nuts. Like some of their yeah. parents are about my age, maybe a little bit older, which is like, which blows my mind. Well, I won't tell you how it feels then when I get a message or talk to somebody who is my youth ministry, who is now in their forties. That would be insane. Or, yeah. That's crazy. It's yeah. It's, it's nuts. But Hey, um, what is it? You know, 2022, you know, this is a, it's a different time, different world. Mm-hmm. A lot of things have happened. COVID stuff. Yeah. yeah. And COVID technology, the kind of post 9-11 uh, 
uh, era. I mean, mm-hmm. in other words, like there's with with culture changing and everything. I'm just kind of curious. What do you think junior high kids today really value? You know, what what are they? What's important? What's big with them? Yeah, I think uh, one thing that's huge is just being genuine, finding like truth and just finding people being genuine. If that, yeah. That resonates with them. Yes. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I'm just kind of, have you thought through that or? A little bit. I think like. This is good stuff, by the way, for, because people who are listening to us, you might be a parent of a junior high kid. God bless you. Or you might be, you might have some kids that are younger. They're going to be junior high kids. You might have uh, grandkids that are junior high. Or or maybe you don't, you, you need to know something about youth culture simply because of the fact that you're in a church, New Hope Church here. Our whole vision is is youth, yeah. next generation. So, yeah. uh, so genuine, someone who's genuine is really attractive, means something. But why why is that kind of culturally speaking? Do you think? Well, I think you know TikTok and YouTube are huge, and so they're seeing like the good highlights of a lot of people, and it's just it's things that are not like obtainable like whether it's like the way people look or like how what their lives are like but they kind of know it's fake Mm. so i think i think they just crave like real life because they're they're being shown things that are not real life a lot does yeah it's it's, making sense (laughs) it's interesting but it's also odd because that stuff is still so big with them yeah they love it so it's like there's just an odd like competition in their brains, I think, of what they like, but what they want, if that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, all this, I don't know, what are some big, what are they into when it comes to TikTok and YouTube? Is there like yeah. certain set of types of videos they really like a lot? I know like TikTok, I've seen, I say my girls, but they're the junior high girls. I'll just claim them as my own. Sure. But um, I'll see the girls, like they like to make dance videos and they like some of them have told me like when they grow up they want to be like a tiktok influencer or whatever really yeah so it's become an occupation yes no Mm. joke and same with boys i think boys are more into youtube because they like gamer videos this is a huge generalization i know but um they love gamer videos so like when they grow up they want to be a big gamer which honestly you can make millions doing that So yeah, I, I, I never some, well, understand the appeal. I was just reading something about how huge Twitch is. And Twitch, Twitch. is like this this gamer platform network, video network where people oh, okay. they, they, I didn't they, they do know that. they do uh you basically watch people play games mm. and they have competitions. These oh, competitions okay. are huge and I mean they're like paying thousands and millions of dollars to Yeah. People just to because they're really good at Call of Duty or whatever. It's crazy. I, I so was, these kids are watching all those videos. Yeah. Well, I read somewhere too, like the highest paid YouTuber is a gamer and they make millions of dollars. Oh which, my goodness. Just by playing games on YouTube. So it's so weird. The occupy, you know, you, you want our kids to grow up to be a lawyer or a doctor or something, but no, not if you're really interested in money. Yeah. You want to grow up to become an influencer. Yeah. Be a, be a dancer <laughs> or well, a, a TikTok t- dancer. Yeah. Not, not even sure what that means, but I, I don't, I don't even have TikTok. I don't understand. Are it. there different like dancing genres within the TikTok community? I, I'm guessing. Guess right? so. You just have one type of dancing. Yeah. I'm, I don't really fold. I'm not going to lie. I don't understand it. So, I feel like I need to be more with it when it comes to my job, but no, I don't. So it, does it seem like the majority of kids are falling into these kind of categories here? 
I think about? I think so. Again, it's a big generalization. So you got your kids that are just like normal, well, yeah, normal well. kids that just do their thing, you know. But I think they're. I think that's a heavy influence on. Now, what is it? Do they do they crave in a way to be famous? Then I think so. I think to be known, to be loved in the social media world. Social media, they want to be talented in that way. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Which I think that's always been anything. Like when I was younger, like everyone and their dog wanted to be a musician and wanted to be a famous rock star. Where now, like, yes, that's still kind of there, but it's more of like, oh, I want to be a TikTok dancer <laughs> or some sort of influencer. Well, so, it's so weird because we know that not all people are meant to be artists. No. You know, but these, you find kids, do you find kids that aren't really artists? types want to be artists i guess then i think so yeah yeah i i've i've seen that like i'm trying to think of examples but i don't want to because i don't want to make it obvious who i'm talking about <laughs> so on, on one hand they're really into this almost made-up world in a mm-hmm. way that they're watching constantly yeah and but at the at the same time they value and they really want something genuine in their life yes so how does that play into what you do Man, um, no, it's a tough question. It's hard because it's like, spot. yeah, well, it's hard because they're so into the, like these quick videos and these things that are super attention grabbing. Um, so when you're trying to do youth ministry, like whether it's an event or something, it's hard to compete with that a little bit um, without feeling super shallow, <laughs> which like there's nothing wrong with it in and of itself. But um, yeah, trying to find things that are, appealing well do you here's the one thing i always thought was interesting there's no way the church can in my opinion at least on our level can compete with compete with that we can't when it comes like it's not like we're going to make better videos for kids to watch no and honestly i've lost interest in doing that i'll be straight up like i think I, at the beginning of my job, I mean, it's been four years, but I think at the beginning I felt like I needed to do that because I've seen other youth ministries do that. And again, there's nothing wrong with like trying to make really cool videos and like that, that stuff's great. But I'm, I think I've come to the point where the kids are looking for something genuine. The gospel is genuine. Jesus is genuine. And, um, the gospel itself is attractive. Like, well, it isn't always the most attractive, but that's what we want to be attractive. So it's like that. Well, if it's lived, if it's lived out, then you have genu- yeah. genuine people who actually genuinely care about you. Yeah, and the junior high leaders, I th- I think at New Hope, like they're incredible, and they're very, they're they're just so great with the kids. Like they just live their lives, and I know that they all love Jesus a lot, and it's just obvious by the way they treat people. And I think the kids pick up on that, and I think they love that. And it ma- makes a huge difference than just, like, you know, leaders that might come in and just, be like, try to just make everything fun, which there's nothing wrong with being fun, but you have to love Jesus and be genuine as well. So do you think there are times when, <clears throat> when you get together as a group or whatever, when you kind of encourage the kids, put your phones down, you feel like the kids regret that? No. Yeah. I've had. Um, That's what I wondered. I, yeah, it's like they they never they don't want to be told what to do necessarily. No, <laughs> but it's like after they put their phone down, they start to engage with each other. They yeah, they'll they'll be 
I mean, junior high kids are, they don't have a hard time sharing their thoughts on things. So they're usually pretty mad at first if you have them put their phones down. <laughs> like I know in my personal small group, we have them put all their phones like on the table because it's such a distraction. And I know that um, some kids like have their Bible on like a Bible app, but I just say, nope, we're going to use like actual physical Bibles. Ooh, paper Bibles. So they're like, what even is this? <laughs> um, but that seems to help a lot with the distractions and uh, just them like engaging more in conversation. Well, what have you, what have you found then that kind of gets their attention when it comes to Jesus? I mean, like I, 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 I and I'm not talking about church, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Or youth yeah. group. I'm talking about like Jesus the actual message of Jesus or knowing Jesus. Like, uh, do you, have you found anything in particular that seems to be, you know, kind of gets their attention and they're like kind of start to tune in. I, I think once they, this is something we've, I know I'm talking about church, but like we've talked about in Sunday school and I'm trying to express and I think kids are getting it and it seems to be clicking is that Jesus was a real person. Mm-hmm. He was actually God. And the whole Bible is filled with actual stories. They're not just, they're not, it's not just, I mean, it's not just a story. Like this is an account of actual people's lives. Well, I, th- I think that makes sense. You know, I, I, the fact that the gospel you know, Jesus himself is so genuine. It is the most relevant thing yeah. that we can teach our kids. What do you, how do you deal with like, um, you know, I'm just curious. What do you say to parents who are just really struggling with their junior high kid? Like they just see them. We want to fight all the time. Want to do their own thing. It's hard being a junior high kid. You're kind of yeah. half adult, half kid. Yeah. I, um, to be honest, I haven't had any parents come up to me recently. Um, but I have thought through that because I know that parents are struggling. Um, some parents, because <laughs> junior high is so rough. But I just I want to be an encouragement to parents of like just remember like what it was like when you were a junior high kid. You're mm-hmm. like trying to act like an adult, but you don't have the emotional wisdom to react the way <laughs> an adult would. So, just as an encouragement of like they're trying to, they're fighting their own demons, I guess, in a way right now. And um, they just need you to love them no matter what and to show that you're not there to judge everything they're doing, but to guide them the way Jesus would. And, I mean, to to kindly correct, but not um, just get on their case all the time. Yeah. Because I know as a parent, that's so easy to do. I mean, I've, I've just got little kids, but it's easy to just want to constantly like, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. Where sometimes it's like, no, you got to be gentle and um, just show them that you love them, even though they're <laughs> being well, there's butts. It's a, a bit of a transition for the parent as well, because yeah. you're used to, you're used to dealing with a kid. Yeah. Now you're dealing with a mini adult Yeah. You're, you're, as you're in that transition anyway. And it's trying to figure out what to give and what to take. Yeah. And it's weird because it could depend on the day, depend Mm -hmm. on the day when they're that age. Cause yeah, sometimes emotions and hormones and everything. I can only imagine being a parent. Cause again, I haven't gone through it, but even in small group, like they can be crazy squirrely, say the most ridiculous stuff. And then like two seconds later, it's the deepest thing I've ever heard. Right. (laughs) So it just, it depends on what's going on. They're, there's a lot going on chemically, <laughs> emotionally, and, you know, physically. Well, I've told parents, like junior high and high school, like the word sophomore means wise fool. 
that's from, yep. from, from the Greek, which is exactly where I think they're at in that in between stage. Yep, is uh, wise fools. But I, I, I don't know. I I think the Jews were on to something with the uh, the bar mitzvahs. Ah, you know the, Jew, yeah. the Jewish idea of uh, becoming a man or a woman when you're 13. Mm-hmm. You know, because in other words, there's like this rite of passage that doesn't seem to exist in our culture. No, I mean, even like teenager didn't even come around until like what the fifties. Like right. it's it's not it's kind of a new adolescent teenager is a very American idea. Yeah, because yeah. it's it used to be you're a kid and then you're an adult. There is no like in between. Right. So it's 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 difficult to all of a sudden take a kid and start to treat him more like an adult. I mean, yeah. You know, but I think sometimes we. I don't know if you feel this way, but don't you think that we kind of let junior hires off the hook sometimes as a kid and we don't yes. necessarily expect adult things from them? Maybe we should. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it can go both ways where like sometimes you mm-hmm. want expect them to be much. an adult, but they're just emotionally like they don't have the years of wisdom like a, a parent would. Um, but yeah, I think... <laughs> I've heard like, again, other youth ministry ideas of like, well, you can't go that deep or something like, no, I, I expect my kids to be able to hold a deep conversation, like, and, and to be able to understand harder concepts. Like right. <laughs> we don't shy away from things in like um, Sunday school in particular, cause we just teach the Bible. Like it's not a small group setting. It's like, we're just learning the Bible and um, you know, sometimes you do have to talk. I'm, I'm going to tell them what circumcision is. <laughs> sometimes that <laughs> happened a few weeks ago. Like you kind of have to explain uh, would you that, explain that to me right now. Uh, no, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know sometimes you're like, well, a sixth grader shouldn't know that. I'm like, well, I mean, that's such a huge theme in the Bible. Like they should understand that. Um, with, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say it with uh, some tact, <laughs> you know, but right. well, I think if, I think if parents are afraid to approach hard subjects with the kids at that age, <clears throat> this their friends or the school or somebody's going to do it for them. I would say they're they're already learning yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So you might as well get a hold on. <laughs> See, I think the things that junior high kids are exposed to today, back when I was in youth ministry, eighties and nineties, kind of thing, uh, that was more like the high school kid. Yeah. You know, in other words, what they were exposed to at the time. Yeah. Not junior high. Now, junior high is like that, like high school kid. That's when it comes to exposure and discussions. And so you got to, you yeah. got to broach hard, hard topics. They're growing even up. Even though they're younger. I feel like they're growing up quicker when yeah. it comes to quote unquote worldly things. Um, right. Which is, which is the biggest struggle because of the fact, like you said, they're not emotionally ready. Yeah. But at the same time, they're getting hit with very adult topics. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think even your, even if your child is like super naive, like they're still getting hit with they're still getting hit with it. Like (laughs) they may not be like paying really close attention to it, but they're seeing things and hearing things and being exposed to it for sure. I'll tell you what, I really encourage adults and parents, you know, talk to youth leaders, the youth, the junior high. If you have a junior higher, talk to their group leaders, Yeah, you know, get to know them, ask questions. You, You need help. You know, it's, it's, that's why they're there. It's, it's not about just, um, sending them to church so they get their spiritual on oh, spiritual no. act on it's more about you guys working together you know yeah. to help help parents raise their, as they're raising their kids but uh, that's really good now what is the what's as we close what's like the number one thing you just love about junior high ministry oh how how much how hungry they are for the truth right now like 
I have so many, there are so many kids that ask such good questions and they're deep questions and, um, about the Bible or about quote unquote religion or something like that. Like they're just hungry for, for that, but also how funny they can be, how ridiculous they are is super fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it keeps you young. Oh yeah. (laughs) Keeps me on my toes and it wears me out, but I love it. That's awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. Hey, next week, we're going, next episode, actually in a couple weeks, we're going to be having a couple really interesting discussions as well. Uh, We're going to continue these interesting discussions, hopefully, as we go through the year. Um, I'm really enjoying just kind of like we were talking today. Yeah. I've been really enjoying sitting down and getting to know some people, but I kind of know you, but you know. A little bit. (laughs) uh, The audience doesn't know you so well, so I wanted to do that. Hey, I appreciate you being on the show. And then we're going to be having in the next show in a couple of weeks, I will be uh, talking to my another Hanson, my brother, actually, Brand Hanson, who's written a book called The Men We Need. And uh, he, he trounces around the country all the place doing interviews. And his uh, book is on Amazon. You can find it. Uh, but I, it's pretty cool that he's going to he's gonna uh, allow us to interview him on, this, on our little podcast. So that's going to be pretty cool. So we'll be having that coming up. And also some more in, more interviews and testimonies of people in our church and just an opportunity to get to know some people. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. New Hope Underground. We'll see you later.